You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Lightworkers Lounge. It's your host, Stephanie Powers, and thank you for tuning in to another episode. Friendly reminder, it's me. Hi. I'm the only one running the show. It's me. So if you guys could help me out by leaving a review, I see a lot of you have on Spotify and iTunes already. Thank you so much for that. Share the show with your friends on your Instagram, on your TikTok, on your Facebook. I don't have any of those things besides Instagram, but I know a lot of people do. And we're going to talk about that today. But wherever you frequent, whatever social media app has got you addicted, could you please go share the show on it? Because that is how I market through you, us, the community. So if you like what I talk about, you resonate with the way I interpret astrology, it's more important than ever. And we are also going to talk about that to share and get Lightworkers Lounge, Stephanie Powers, my name out there. And if you guys want to work with me one-on-one, if anything I teach and preach in these episodes resonates with you and your heart says, it's time I invest in working with her. I do private birth chart readings. Go to lightworkers-lounge.com to sign up. You can also soon subscribe to my Instagram subscribers-only content. You know, I published a book called Journaling with the Moon. It's just a phase. And this teaches you about the moon's cycles. And I think this is so important because no matter what religion, spirituality, ethnicity, cultural belief that you fall into, we are all affected by the moon. You can't deny everybody knows when there's a full moon. Maybe not so much a new moon, but a full moon, yeah. And so I wrote the book, It's Just a Phase, because I wanted people to really try. I know we're all so busy and have a million things going on, but if you could just take a peek somehow through an app or a calendar that you have to look at what cycle and phase and sign constellation that the moon is currently traveling through, I just really think that it would bring a lot of peace and grounding to a lot of people or simply just an understanding. So be sure to go to my Instagram at Stephanie underscore underscore powers. Get ready to subscribe to that. If you think I'm launching it during a Mercury retrograde, you crazy. <laughs> but it's coming up soon because thankfully we are almost through this retrograde eclipse. Crazy ass astrology tunnel. So leave a review, share the show. If you want to work with me, lightworkers-lounge.com. Click on birth chart readings. Find the one that resonates with you. I have ones for beginners, people who barely know what their sun sign means, all the way to people who are like, all right, I know my sun, moon rising. I want to know more. Use code gratitude for a podcast listener discount. And I like when I see you use that because I know, hey, you came from the podcast. Got it. So let's jump into this solo episode. Oh, solo is the word, isn't it? All of my Scorpio Taurus people, how are you? And this doesn't just mean a Scorpio sun or a Taurus sun. This could mean Scorpio or Taurus and the sun, the moon, the rising, your Venus, Mars, Mercury, Saturn. If you've got heavy eighth house, second house placements in your chart, are you okay? What's going on? You know, it's been so hard for me to get on here and record a podcast episode because I just so happen to be heavy Scorpio and Taurus myself in my birth chart. And while I'm an astrologer and I can look into the future for a lot of people, I surprisingly don't look at my own chart and kind of forget until these waves of feelings and pressure and intensity come over me. And I'm like, wait a second, maybe I should take a peek at my own chart. Oh, this eclipse is happening right to the degree on my moon and Venus. Holy crap. Am I okay? Let me just take care of myself. So I've been in this little cocoon, this little metamorphosis, you know, of growth, of holy shit, the old me is dying. She's currently six feet under. And now that I'm growing, I'm about to re-sprout as a new person. And, you know, oh my gosh, not only do I have a Scorpio moon in Venus, I have all my planets in the eighth house of Scorpio. So metamorphosis and growth intensity are just the name of my game. And a lot of people 
can't handle that or they just look at it and think, my God, do you have a voodoo doll somebody's poking? Like, what bad karma did you carry over in this lifetime? But I used to think that too, kind of from a victim's mindset of, yeah, why me? This doesn't seem very fair. Why me? Why can't I just have normal, quote unquote, because what is normal? Why can't I have normal family relations? Why can't, you know, I'm 34 now. I don't have kids. I've never purchased a house. And I haven't had a quote unquote normal career since I was 26. Going on 10 years now doing weird things. But freedom things. Things that are more aligned with me. And my most recent thing is... I just don't know how I feel about spirituality. And I guess that's not recent because for everyone who's been listening for a couple of years now, you, you've you heard me talk about it to where I'm like, I know I am the OG of Lightworkers, Lightworkers Lounge. And I still am. My gosh, I see synchronicities every single day. And the elephant has been coming to me in such brash ways that it's like you cannot make this up i am currently in southern indiana the heart of the united states the midwest where there are no elephants but they are coming to me in dreams they are on tv shows i happen to just walk by um it's just beautiful and so wild so i still believe in spirituality i still have such a deep connection maybe more than ever to a sense of synchronicity spirituality or just some other force But I guess I should have rephrased the beginning of this statement with, I don't resonate with how it's being thrown out in the media or how it's being interpreted on social media. And it makes me think, wow, I don't want to be on social media anymore because my name is Lightworkers Lounge and I don't know if I want to be associated with that because just by happenstance or by default, if your name is Lightworkers Lounge, you're swimming in that pool of the others, and I just don't know. But Lightworkers Lounge came to me in such a synchronistic way, and I love it. I've got a neon sign with LL. It's it's me, and it will always be me. And I think I'm one of few, if not the only, who's walking a path of feet on the ground, head in the stars. How can I change the game of spirituality to where... It's not white people pretending to be shamans hosting retreats. It's more everybody is their own best shaman. We just need to empower the individual, empower ourselves to know that when we're super low and we need to reach out for help, that's good and we should. But we should just have a little bit of clairvoyance or understanding that We shouldn't do that until we're in just somewhat of a little bit better space because there are many hurt people out there who are both intentionally and unintentionally using hurt people for their money, for clout, for social media fame. And it's really sad because when you take someone who's hurt and you try and heal them through a hurt person, It just ends up being a wash, being a hurricane of wrong energies going round and round and round and round. And you often end up feeling worse leaving said retreat, spiritual healer, coaching call, mentor, and less, a lot less money than you had before, which money is an energetic currency. And as a budding entrepreneur who is very slowly starting to say, hey, I want a brick and mortar business. Like I'm ready to like put my feet on the ground and make this shit happen. I'm diving into more of the grounded side of this spiritual stuff. And it's it's nasty out there. And this is what I wanted to talk to you guys about today because I did a poll on Cosmic Coconuts Instagram. That's our social media account for all things astrology. And I asked you guys, hey, how are you feeling lately? And some of the most bubbly people who probably have all Gemini, Sagittarius, Libra in their chart who are so used to saying, like, feeling great, loving this. Even they were like, I don't want to be near anybody. I want to delete my Instagram and never come back. And I'm like, oh, that's how you know it's a bad, bad. That's how you know this Scorpio eclipse said I'm thirsty <laughs> for blood. But it just got me thinking of, oh, wow. I always have this feeling of, is what? I am, is what I'm feeling right now collective or is this just a me Scorpio girl going through her intensity? 
And I've felt that this is collective. I've felt that a lot of people in the world are angry. I don't think I shared this on the podcast yet, but the other day my mom and I were having breakfast and we were talking about just our week so far and she goes out and does her thing. I go out and do my thing. And we were saying, have you noticed people are just grumpy, just on edge and of course, my astrology hat kicks in. I'm like, well, there's a big full moon in Scorpio coming up. We are in an eclipse. It's a Mercury retrograde, which is always kind of wow. She's like, let's ask Alexa. She loves her Alexa. Do you guys know what that thing is? The Amazon AI robot where you say, hey, I can't say it too loud because it'll talk because <laughs> I'm near it in the living room. But you say, hey, Alexa, what's the temperature outside? And she'll give it to you. Well, as we're eating breakfast and talking about this, my mom goes, she's an Aquarius, keep in mind. She goes, hey, Alexa, why is the world so angry today? And to our surprise, the Alexa robot machine said, according to something, something, people are angry today because our brains are trying to take in more energy than we have ever adapted to handle. And we were like, what? And then she also said that it's because we are living in more crowded spaces than humans were meant to be. Like, how random. I don't know where she pulls this stuff. But I thought about that. My mom and I just look at each other with our mouths open like, what? So we're all angry today because we're living in more crowded spaces and because our brains are taking in more energy, more stimulation than we have adapted to be able to handle and control. That hits. I don't know about you, but that slaps. <laughs> that just resonates with me so much. I have often felt like, it, is something wrong with me? Do I need to go be clinically diagnosed? And I'm like dead ass serious. I was going to go get checked to see if I have ADD or ADHD because I know medication has worked for some of my friends with that. And so I was like, I am not against it because I just feel overstimulated. But then I thought, wait a second. When I want to, I know I don't know the like clinical diagnosis of this, but I don't have a problem focusing. When I am outside, like if I go out to eat with someone and we sit outside, I am so focused on just how beautiful trees are, the sky. I love seeing airplanes in the sky, the people around me laughing, talking, that I'm just so locked in. And then if I'm writing a book, if I'm writing a reel for Instagram, I'm just, I'm locked in and nothing can sway me. So I was like, wait a second, maybe I'm just trying to do so many things that I don't want to do. Maybe I'm trying to escape something in my reality by doom scrolling that I need to just recognize, wait, 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 why do I need to take a smoke break? I say that in air quotes, smoke break from my life and just swipe through Instagram. Did you guys see there's a Instagram post floating around about the godfather of AI. Who's my birthday twin? December 6th. That's funny. Because, of course, we had to look up his birth chart. But the godfather of AI resigned from his job at Google due to feeling like he made a dire mistake for humanity for laying the groundwork of artificial intelligence. Now, everything I see on the internet, I take with a grain of salt. In fact, JL and I came up with this rule. We call it the 7% rule. Everything, everyone that we view and watch on Instagram or any social media platform, we only see 7%. I don't know how we came up with that number, but that's just our rule. 7%. What they, if they say, I have a seven-figure business doing online coaching? No, they don't. They're giving you 7% of what they actually have. And in fact, their investors were probably family money. Like, they're not telling you everything. 7%. Me and my family are oh so happy. Everything is perfect. Yeah, in that moment, <laughs> that's the first day out of seven months that you are. So you're not wrong, but you're not selling the whole truth. You know what I'm saying? So with this AI post, I was like, okay, let me look him up. Okay, he's December 6th, like 1947. He is old. So when this post says he's quitting his job, he actually probably retired because he is very old and probably exhausted. And so I was like, okay, okay. Clickbait using the right words for this stuff. I know Saturn is in Pisces. I'm looking right through it. So he's probably just retiring. But nonetheless, haven't you guys found it interesting that Steve Jobs, creator of iPads and iPhones, did not let his kids have those items. The creator of TikTok, I'm unsure of his name, but there's an interview that you can research. He does not let his children watch TikTok. They do not have the app. 
And now the godfather of AI is like, you guys can have it. I want nothing to do with it. Like, wait a second. And so this could be a whole podcast episode. Maybe I can find someone to talk to about it. But artificial intelligence scares me. I don't see a benefit to it at all. <laughs> Again, my brain is already so overstimulated. I am only on Instagram because that's all I can handle. And go wrapping right back around. Maybe I do have ADD. Wrapping right back around to what I was saying with that, I cannot hand I don't know how you guys are anybody listening to this how the hell you go from TikTok to Instagram to Facebook to a weather app to another app to Airbnb to Snapchat to the <laughs> I don't even know Instagram is already so overwhelming for me I just can't it's so overstimulating and not only that but my brain just will not process it stops after a certain amount of time on any app. It's like reached my quota, can't do anymore. When I overdo it on apps, I become extremely forgetful. I mean, I have been called space cadet my entire life, but the more I get to know myself, the more I realize I'm not a space cadet. I'm not spaced out. I'm not a ditz. I'm not a klutz. I have heard all of those things up until this day, quite literally, my first day at my nine to five job after college got in trouble for daydreaming and staring out the window. I kid you not, 24 years old, like ridiculous. But I'm a dreamer. I'm an artist. I'm an emotional manifester. I'm all Scorpio everything. I deal with the underworld, with the things most people can't see or feel. And so you place someone like that. And I know a lot of you listening to this are very similar. That's why we have this heart connection. That's why you resonate with me so much. You play someone like that who is all feels and I got way too many feels. And you place them in a world that is all cognitive and cerebral. You get anxiety, you get depression, you get someone who doesn't recognize themselves in the mirror because they have just loaned out their energy to so many different sources. You get someone who doesn't feel like they can keep up with people. Because <laughs> all these other people can just flip and switch and oh my gosh, all the apps, WhatsApp, Marco Polo, all of the things. I mean, these apps are great. I love them. Casey showed me what Marco Polo is and it was so fun. But already I'm like, oh shit, I haven't been on it in a few days. I forget. I've got my human design app right here. I've got my email app. Oh, and I've got my astrology folder. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight apps for astrology. Like, whoo. This stuff is wild. And I just think, of course, sometimes I have anxiety because look at what I'm bouncing between all this stimulation, all this information. And I know I'm not the only one. We all do it. But we also all wonder why we've got anxiety, why we all have autoimmunity, why we all have allergies, skin issues, fertility issues. I really feel like it's right in front of us, but it's going to take a lot for us to break the habit and the cycle of social media is number one. You know what I mean? I know, and I get in this instance where I'm like, okay, I teach and talk about how social media gives us anxiety and it's overwhelming, but then I need to go make a post because I have to stay relevant because I make an income off of birth chart readings and people find me through the podcast and social media, but... I don't want to post on Instagram sometimes because I am fueling the fire. If I zoom out and observe, oh, people are addicted to Instagram. I don't want to be a part of that addiction. Why would I post? You know what I mean? And then there's the other logical sag side of me that's like, well, because it's fun. It's social. I've met, I've met JL on there. I've met so many of you guys on there and my friends. Like, it's a wonderful tool. Again, we're just finding balance. So what I want to get at in this podcast episode is we are in an eclipse portal. It's been extremely difficult. <sighs> A lot of what's going on and transpiring in life right now relates back to November 2021, October 2022, and now. So if you can look back at those dates, I think it was October 26, 2022 and November, it was, I want to say the 19th, sometime around Thanksgiving, 
November 2021, are all connected and tied into what you may be finally releasing during this eclipse season now. This saying at 222, this eclipse tunnel is really deep and dark. As I was saying on our reel that I just posted, um, it's been like swimming in the darkest of waters with underwater currents that are just splashing you around and pushing you every which way. And this is unfamiliar territory for a lot of people. It's like whatever happened in November, 2021 was ouch, probably gave you a headache. Whatever happened in October, 22 was probably like, poof, puff to the chest. God, let me get my air back. Ooh, that was tough. And then whatever happened now could be just burned you to the ground. And you feel like you're a pile of ashes that are just fuming a little bit like, whoa, what do I do from here? Oh my gosh. It could feel really intense. And a lot of people are feeling like social media is exaggerating this problem, right? They feel like everybody is on social media, sharing their opinions, sharing how they feel. Or even just right now, if you're feeling really low and sad and confused and lost, you go on social media and people are still showing their highlight reel. But I guarantee you a lot of them show that highlight reel because they want to hide from the dark parts. They don't like showing those. And again, I'm not saying this is good or bad. I get it. People want to share their good things, the things that make them happy. But you can tell who's sharing things that make them happy to avoid sharing the darkness. But when you have people do that, it's the perfect storm. you got the people who have no problem sharing their darkness, who are now doom scrolling to get away from the depression in the fields. And then you've got the people who are also wounded but want to portray this perfect image. And they're just posting the good things on Instagram when they're really not happy either. And you see this cycle I'm trying to paint? Boom, boom, round and around we go. And it's like, what is the solution? We still don't know. But I can tell you, it's not AI. <laughs> what is the fucking purpose of AI? I've been asking this to all my friends and family. Like, what, what is the purpose? How does it improve humanity? Because you know they've been spending hours and millions, if not billions, maybe even trillions, on creating artificial intelligence. But why? How? I just don't understand how it's going to better humanity. I don't. And that right there, the fact that I, with my logical mind, is like I can't come up with the reason why this is a good idea scares me. I can't go f too far into it. Have you guys heard that some people already, because there's always going to be bad people who abuse good things, are using AI to call people's friends and family and they're using the voice of that person and saying like, help me, somebody kidnapped me, mom, you gotta send them $10,000, they're gonna rape me or kill me. And it sounds exactly like the person. And so the parents or the loved ones of these people freak out and go, oh my gosh, that's, that, that's her, I know her voice. And send the money and boom, there you go, scammed. And so when I saw that, I went up to my mom, I was like, listen up. If you ever get a call from a voice that sounds exactly like mine because my voice is all over the internet, damn it. We have a code word. Oh, I almost just said it. What a dweeb. We have a code word that we came up with. So if that ever happened to her, she would say, okay, Steph, give me the code word. If it's you, I'll know with this secret word, and then I'll send the money, but, you know. So I don't know. That's just what we're doing as a family. Maybe you want to try that out with your friends and family. Yeah, that's all I'll say about that. But, oh. You know what's also weird about this AI shit? I, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, I have just not been doing well. I've had a few minty bees, that's what I call mental breakdowns, just feeling low. My insomnia came back. I was like, oh man, I've got to come up with a way to control this. I've got all the tools. I know what to do, but this is just life. But I had not spoken to anybody about it. I'm such a Scorpio. I suffer in silence because I know I'll come out stronger and okay. But the next time I open my phone, I have so many ads for therapy, for mental health, for all these things. And I'm like, how? And again, you guys know I've been saying this for years, but nobody's answering me. And nobody seems to care, which makes it even like more frightening. But again, I get it. What are we supposed to do? How does social media read your mind and give you a fucking ad for the thing on your mind? 
I have literally walked through the kitchen and noticed we were out of paper towels and in my mind thought, oh, I'll go add that to my list when I find my phone. And the next thing I know, I've got Bounty Quicker Picker Upper advertising on my Instagram. (laughs) Jeffrey's snoring agrees. I just, it baffles me. And as an astrologer, I know that we're going to find out how they and the fact that I'm saying they and I don't know who they are is even more terrifying. But we're going to find out what's been going on and how this is being possible. And again, it's all about money, isn't it? Because why do you need to advertise toilet paper? I feel like I need to put on a tinfoil hat right now. Why do you need to advertise toilet paper? Like you have to wipe your ass. You don't need an advertisement that says buy this toilet paper. (laughs) People are going to buy it regardless. I just... That's like seeing a commercial for water. And you're, well, of course, capitalism in America, we've got 10,000 different water brands, but ah, uh, yeah, welcome to my mind. Um, Jeffrey snoring is really soothing right now. So let's talk about the transits that are currently going on, making this specific eclipse that is, by the way, going to happen on May 5th tomorrow. I can't wait until it's over and we can just relax, enjoy this full moon in Scorpio. Happy lunar return, moon birthday, all of my fellow moon in Scorpios. We are kind of used to this energy for everybody else who doesn't have their moon in Scorpio. Yes, go ahead and feel bad for us, but this is comfortable, familiar territory, but it's just heightened and on another level, huh? Woo-wee, but we're doing it. This is what we came here to do, my Scorpios. We came here to alchemize pain into lessons, poison into medicine. And so I use that phrase a couple of times on our reel, like, hey, don't give up. Keep your head up. Even if you just wake up and drink water and feed yourself some fruit and walk, that is a success right now. Truly, it is a success. And just know that this doesn't last forever. Everything is for now, and what you're going through now is going to make a really great and inspiring story for someone you haven't met yet, for someone you don't know yet. So please don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't say, fuck it, I'm going back to old ways, old people that make me feel safe. Not yet. So we are also smack dab in the middle of a Mercury retrograde in the sign of Taurus too. Mercury, planet of thinking and communicating, retrograde, seemingly moving backwards. You know the drill with Mercury retrograde. When the planet of thinking and communication goes, back it up, our mind goes back to the past. Our hearts and the way we think are reverting back to old ways. Old issues that we have not mentally processed could be coming up. You throw in a full moon in Scorpio and it says deeper, deeper, deeper. Why did you fall in love with that person? Why did you accept that behavior? Oh, was it because you saw your mom accept that behavior? Let's go deeper. Go talk to your grandma. Ask her what kind of relational behavior she has accepted. Ah, why? Okay, here's the common denominator between you three. Who's going to fix it? Is it going to be you or are you going to watch your unborn child one day go through the same pain and have to teach them how to do it? Who's it going to be? Who's the karma cleanup? (laughs) Who's the karma cleanup crew? I would say that's called the KKK, but that sounds awful. Karma cleanup crew. Who's going to do it? Is it going to be you? So this Mercury retrograde in the sign of Taurus is saying, can you repeat that? Wait, what's that lesson? You know, people who naturally have their Mercury in Taurus, as soon as I see that placement on a future chart reading, I'm like, okay, they are going to need me to slowly repeat things probably three times and ask them frequently, does that make sense? They are very slow to solidify the knowledge of something. But let me tell you, when they do, it's stuck with them forever and they will remember it like an elephant. They will remember it forever and be able to repeat it like photographic memory more than any other sign. So Mercury in Taurus retrograde for all of us is super snail's pace in terms of communicating. It's like every conversation you have is going in one ear and out the other and vice versa. People talking to you, it's going in one ear, out the other. And you're like, whoa, I can't remember anything. Can you repeat that again? What did you say? Huh? 
I just called today to try and lower my car insurance rate and it lasted 30 minutes because she was like, what did you say? Uh, you're breaking up. They can't hear you. What does that mean? And I'm like, okay, good thing I know Mercury retrograde in Taurus. Let's just chill. But we're already reverting to the past and we're rehashing mentally, Mercury, old issues with this placement. And now Pluto just went retrograde. You guys knew he was moving into Aquarius for the next 20 years, which is a huge movement into why we're getting toilet paper ads, why AI is becoming so big and already getting out of control. That's not a good sign, but it's going retrograde. So Pluto's like, all right, let's go back to the lessons that you've been learning since 2008. What came up around that year that you kind of feel like really has been a core theme for you. I know that's the year that I got not engaged, but I met my then fiance. Woo. But what's been going on since that year? Let's, let's go back and really make sure you wiped your hands clean of it and healed it because we got a lot more things to do with this new transit of Pluto and Aquarius for the next 20 years that we're going to need you to be prepared for. So, and I, you know, I don't want to say that in such a dooms way. I know my listeners are just as sensitive and emotional as I am, but this is all just a part of the game of life. Unless you lock yourself away in a beautiful cabin on top of a mountain and don't socialize with anybody you are not immune to just life and even then you're not immune to the pains of life because loneliness is one of the greatest pains i think a human being who is naturally made for community and connection can experience so we're all walking each other home we're all just playing a round of hunger games on earth in this game of life astrology just gives us little clues to navigate it as effortlessly as we can we are not immune to it definitely not but astrology is like in the movie hunger games when they drop like medicine or band-aids or whatever that's what astrology i would say is like it just helps you get through a little bit helps you prepare i always tell my clients in the beginning of readings hey everything i'm about to say to you is a weather forecast okay so if there's some things you hear that you're like it's a weather forecast i can tell you it's gonna rain on your wedding day and what do you decide well good i'll get matching umbrellas with all my bridesmaids and we'll have fun sweet that'd be great or i'll change the date or maybe i don't want to get married to this person that's astrology now, one of the biggest transits I think is affecting us during this Scorpio eclipse collectively is Saturn and Pisces. Let us not forget, Miss Saturn, the planet of self-discipline, restriction, limitations, and karma, moved into Pisces on March 7th. So we are going on two months in this sign. A three-month mark is usually when you start to say, okay, here we go. These are the lessons we're going to roll our sleeves up and perfect and master and be the best at by the end of this transit. So Saturn and Pisces, if you remember that podcast episode, I just realized Jeffrey's snoring was so monstrous. I had to pause and go wake him up. I don't know why it bothers me because you guys always say a podcast is not a podcast without Jeffrey snores in the background. So bless you guys for being so sweet. <laughs> but I wish you guys could be here like in this little makeshift studio I have with him because if you this microphone is expensive and it's really good at noise cancellation so there's a lot of noises you probably can't hear like the loud birds or people driving by but Jeffrey in person is legit like a motorboat the dude will wake up a whole house of people <laughs> with his snores so the Saturn in Pisces episode, essentially what this transit means is we are going to experience a lot of self-discipline and hard realizations around spirituality, the arts and entertainment industry, and also addiction, right? So how this could manifest when you play it with Pluto and Aquarius and all the other current transits we have going on right now is how crazy did spirituality take off in like 2018 19 2020 it got wild i mean i think i'll toot my own horn and say i think i'm pretty cool i think i have some talent i don't think i'm anywhere near as some other people but i'm not bad i'm mediocre 
But I think that I just literally was guided to create my podcast during the right time. I think I put my surfboard up on the right wave that just ended up carrying me to the shore. I got lucky. I don't know. Because since then, spirituality has just boomed. I mean, you see mystic, mysticism, psychic, light worker, shamanism, plant medicine, everything you can think of under the sun. It just seemed like everybody you knew was all of a sudden a life coach and a spiritual guru or a child trauma therapist, right? Is it just me? Or did you guys notice that too? Especially since like 2019 is when it seemed to just really take off. And I feel like now we're saying, okay, everybody and their mom is an astrologer. Everybody you know is a light worker, which they are, by the way. My personal definition of a light worker is anyone who is just awakened to the fact that there's there's something, whether you believe that to be God, Jesus, Buddha, uh, a rainbow, like you guys know from the podcast episode, nature is my God, my spirit. Um, Saturn and Pisces is asking us, well, why? Steph, why is nature your special place, your God? Why do you believe in that? Um, Saturn and Pisces is going to be a little tough for people who have outsourced their power and their growth and their healing a little too much to others. I think during this two and a half year transit, we're going to see a lot of people who have made a name out of spiritual teachings and coachings get kind of put under pressure and under fire for what they've been teaching. And we're going to find out why the absolute truth of why do you do this? And I think the cliche answer that a lot of people give is, well, I love helping people. So doesn't everybody, you know, that like that answer is beautiful, but it's not good enough to be in a position of such great power. You know, it's funny that there's this like unspoken battle between, I don't know, Christianity and astrology or, organized religion and spirituality. But in reality, those two can be the same shade of energy if taken too far. An extreme Christian person who just wants to kill anybody who's had an abortion is no different than someone who claims to be a shaman and charges $5,000 to host people on a retreat to practice a an ancient medicinal ceremony that they actually know nothing about that they've never been born into, that they really shouldn't be doing. You know what I'm trying to say? I also find it so interesting that like the far left, politically speaking, and then there's the far right, hate each other with a vengeance and just want to duel and battle. And if you find out someone doesn't like or someone likes Trump, then you're like, don't like him, automatic. Tells me everything you need to know. And it's like, what? Right? And then on the far right, if someone says, oh, you are supporting transgender, tells me everything you need to know, don't like you. Right? It's like there's no difference between the Trump haters and the Trump lovers. It's the same exact energy. So with Saturn's transit through Pisces, we're going to finally see the reality of spirituality. And you guys quote me on this. Quote me on it. There's going to be documentaries, if not like a big documentary that takes off about the spiritual industry on social media. Because think of all the spiritual accounts you follow. I still follow some too. I'm, I'm talking to myself at the same time. How many of them do you know have a physical brick and mortar business? When I say brick and mortar, I mean a standing location that they will see clients in. And now I know that's not so important because we're in the age of technology. Why bother leaving your house? It's so convenient for both um, well, coach, I guess I'll call it mentoring coach to stay home and the clients stay home. And then you can also have a wider reach of people all over the world. That's what I do. But how many of them do you know, like that have a physical location, not many. And so when you have that, it is very easy to find people on the internet, right? Matt, like if you had a physical location and people had to come in and see your energy, feel your vibe, I don't know if people would be as big as they are on the internet. I don't know. But this is Saturn and Pisces transit. She is going to come through the spiritual world and clean things up. You can no longer say, and if this triggers somebody, okay, cool. You can no longer say, I can spiritually heal people because I healed my anxiety. 
I can spiritually heal people because I took a risk and left my hometown and quit my job and left my partner and moved to Peru to backpack and study spirituality. It's not good enough. I'm not saying that's not a noble thing to do and pretty cool, but that is not good enough. When you are taking lives and psychology and emotional well-being, these are serious topics. These can really alter and shape someone's life. And not only that, but these services are fucking expensive. Some of these people are overcharging and under-delivering. But you, that, that's no longer credentials enough to be able to do something like that. There's got to either be a bachelor's degree in psychology or some type of degree going on there that has something to do with what you're doing. There's got to be certifications from accredited places, not just I studied under so-and-so. That's great. That's cool. And don't hate, don't shoot the messenger. These are all things that I somewhat agree with. This is just simply what Saturn and Pisces is going to come through and do. She's going to ask, hey, you have quite the following on social media and teach a lot of people how to step into their feminine energy or how to like heal themselves or find their purpose, step into, I don't even know, I can't process, but there's so many. That's great. I see you're doing well and people love you. Well, what are your credentials? What are your credentials? Why do you believe you have the power to be able to do this? I think of Tony Robbins, the most world famous public speaker. He went to college for this stuff. And even in high school back in the day, he if you watch the documentary on him on Netflix, it's really good. He was participating in public debates and giving public speaking. He has loved it. It's been a passion for him. He has studied it both professionally and in the real world. It's like what he's meant to do, right? I'll throw myself on the burner. Um, I have a bachelor's degree in organizational leadership. This teaches groups of people how to be their own best leader. Yes, I studied it in the corporate setting, but simply put, it's a lot of psychology classes to where you have to teach people to say, okay, you work at a corporation, but how can you lead the way? For, to growth? How can you be a leader of your role and be the best at it to work your way up? How can we make groups of people function together? That's my degree. And so you take that with my professional astrology training and I have readings where I teach you how to become the leader of yourself, your life, your career, your love, your health through your own birth chart. Not to mention my Institute for Integrative Nutrition certification to be a holistic health coach, right? And so knowing I have those, I haven't really shared them as much because when I was in that spirituality boom, it was like, oh, those things don't matter. People are just resonating with my divorce story and they're inspired by what I do. Okay, that that's enough. But as an astrologer, I saw these transits coming up and I thought, it's probably a really good idea to start letting people know now who I actually am full transparency, what I've studied, what I have put time and effort into, where I come from. So you guys know, okay, who am I getting advice from? Where are they projecting from? This is so important as you move forward in your self-development and your growth. I can't stress that enough. And how this ties into the current eclipse in Scorpio right now is you're going to start to see, even after the eclipse is over, we'll still have residue of this energy. Who have you been outsourcing your power to? Who have you been following and working with just because it felt good? They look good. It looks cool. It feels cool. They look happy, so I want a sip of that Kool-Aid. 7% rule. You know, this eclipse axis is going to switch, thank God, to Libra and Aries, so people with Libra or Aries and their sun, moon, rising, again, Mars, Venus, Mercury. You guys are up next. Do not be afraid at all as someone who is coming out of the abyss. I can tell you it's not that difficult. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to be on the hot seat for these eclipses because you will level up in a way you never knew possible. I feel so fucking empowered. I feel beat down. I definitely need to go lick my wounds a little bit and maybe take another week off of my sabbatical, but I just know that I'm about to do things that me three years ago couldn't imagine, and I'm ready for it. So Aries, Libra, people, you are up next collectively. Even if you don't have those guys in your big three or your chart, this is going to be a draw for, again, the power word. Who have you given your power to? Okay, 
Libra Aries, it is time to take it back. It is time to ask those Aries questions of what are your credentials? That's it. Not good enough. Do your thing, but not for me. I'm moving over here. And it's also a time to collaborate, Libra, to collaborate with people that you do resonate with. Perhaps if you find yourself in the middle of a mess of, wow, a lot of my relationships, friendships are just breaking down. Well, Why were you around those people to begin with? Can you now kind of see that the red flags were always there? That's okay if you say, yeah, I did. Well, why did I continue on with that relationship? Don't beat yourself up. I like to think we all are taking steps on a ladder and you needed to step in that relationship through that experience. And now it's time to level up and go to a next one. Wish that person well. Never have hate for them. Thank you for the lessons. It really helped me. Gotta go leveling up. And same for them. They need to level up too on their journey of life, on their next step. But that transition, especially when you love so hard and when you're empathic and feel so deep, can be really hard. So don't just get over it and move on. Take the next steps. Adios. Grieve. Cry. Scream. Talk shit. Vent. Do all the things you have to do to heal and get over it and forgive and forget and move on because future you is tapping the watch on their wrist saying, come on, let's go, man. I know you need to grieve, but there's some really cool things over here for you for the next lessons you're ready to go through and play through. I'm going to stop saying go through. I'm going to say play through because that's all this is. It's just play, pain, play, pain, play, pain, then you die. (laughs) Love always, your sad Scorpio friend. But that's the Saturn and Pisces. We're going to see a lot more about addiction, and this is what Pisces rules. This could be the literal pills, drugs, you name it, addiction, food addiction. But I think it's also going to be a lot of social media addiction. Like what about these apps, these these screens we have is so addicting. I think there's going to have a lot of research revealed into what actually chemically goes on in our brain that makes us reach for our phone when we're standing in line to check out, that makes us reach for our phone when we're going poop, that makes us reach for our phones and our iPads when to just fill in blocks of time. Why do we not just want to go sit outside and stare at the sky, at a tree? Why is that weird? Why has that become weird? Used to be normal. What happened? Right? My gosh, whenever I think of social media, I think back to when I got my first Facebook account. It was in high school. I was one month away from graduating as a senior. And I remember the dorm, the dorm room at the college I was about to attend that fall was like, everybody needs to join the Facebook group to meet everybody in your dorm. And I was like, a what? A book of faces? What do you, is that like my yearbook people to sign? Like what? And uh, my high school boyfriend's mom at the time, she, um, she worked in technology and so she was like here i'll help you make one so she helped me make my first profile and i was like what do you do with this this is a lot i guess i've just always been overstimulated by things because i was like whoa you put your relationship status all these things well this is weird but yeah it became cool because it was like whoa look at all these faces of people i'm gonna live with the next year like whoa who's that they're from where wow this is really you can connect and reach so many people outside of your small little town this is fascinating and then it took off i think my very first instagram post was in key west are we surprised it was in key west and it was a monarch butterfly on the grass I I wish I remembered like, wow, if I tie all this together live with you guys right now, I was in Key West. It was probably 2011, 12. And I think Instagram was becoming popular and I knew it was just a photo sharing and I've always loved just photos, taking pictures. And so I downloaded it and in Key West because I knew, oh, I'm about to take all the pictures of my place. And I just walked outside the hotel into that crunchy Caribbean green grass and a butterfly just landed right at my feet. And I was like, oh, how perfect is this? Let me get down on the ground and make it look really big. And that was my first picture. Gosh, I wish I could find that. I bet I have it in one of my chat books that I printed. But um, so cool to know like 
that first picture was like a wormhole into where we are now. And Instagram is my career kind of. And 17,000 people follow me and look at my butterfly pictures. It's just crazy. Just crazy. So Saturn and Pisces will come up with addiction. Why are we addicted to things? Why is our food here in America so addictive? Why is social media so addictive? And what's been really going on with big pharma and addiction? And I will leave that line at that. And then the arts and entertainment, celebrities, why are we so obsessed with them? How has the current movie and music climate been affecting us personally? I know on Spotify, I just listened to my Discover Weekly playlist, but I clicked, I was exercising yesterday, and I was like, let me get some upbeat music here. And I clicked on the like top 30 playlist, and I looked at some of the songs and was like, what the fuck? What put it like they're just so trashy. And maybe this is just me growing up and not being in a phase of this stuff, but I'm like, <gasps> whoa. Whoa, this is what people listen to. Although, you know what? I listened to DMX and Jay-Z when I was a kid, and those lyrics, now that I listen to them, are like, oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. And I never did any of it. There was no gang-banging from eight-year-old Steph. She was just bang-banging on her rollerblades, collecting frogs on the road. Like, I don't, I genuinely believe it was just beats and the drums and the rhymes that I appreciated. <laughs> Oh, it cracks me up, but that's, that's what it's going to be. Okay. So to wrap this episode up, if you're feeling down and blue and stuck, Hey, it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. It's actually in this collective climate normal. So congratulations. You're a normal human (laughs) and it's going to get better. It will. Everything is for now. Go back and look at happy photos or happy videos and know that those times are coming right back and know that Life is like a slingshot. The farther you are pulled back and stretched beyond the limits you think are your limits, boom, the farther you're going to fly and take off and go to places that you never thought you could reach. With that said, thank you guys for hanging out with me, having this little chat. Be sure to leave a review, share the show on all of your platforms, or even just text a link to your friends and your family, people that you think need to hear this message and know that it's okay. And if you want to work with me, lightworkers-lounge.com. Click on birth chart readings. I'll be there. See you guys next time.